Are you struggling to lose weight and keep it off? Tired of wasting time and money on starvation diets that lead to more frustration and stress? If there was a weight loss solution that could actually work for you, would you try it? Then head to golo.com. I'm Steve. I lost 138 pounds in nine months on Golo. I'm Amber. I've lost 128 pounds with Golo. If you're ready to take back control of your life, head to golo.com now and see how Golo can work for you. That's golo.com. My sleep is way better. My inflammation has gone way down. Golo saved my life. I was way overweight. That's what sent me down the path. I wanted to make sure and live for my kid. I have literally tried everything. I was on the verge of getting gastric bypass surgery and I saw the Golo commercial and it was the last thing I tried because it worked. Join over 2 million people who found a better way to lose weight with Golo. Your healthier and happier life begins at golo.com. That's G-O-L-O.com. Again, G-O-L-O.com. Welcome to Adventures in the Spirit with Jared Lasky. Our hope is that you will be encouraged and equipped through this podcast as we have conversations with friends from around the world. You can subscribe to our podcast and go to our website, firebornministries.com, and sign up for our email list to stay up to date on Fireborn Ministries. And may you have your own adventures in the Spirit. And now we hope you enjoy today's podcast. Thank you so much for joining into Adventures in the Spirit with Jared Lasky. We're live streaming. This is the Adventures in the Spirit podcast on the Charisma Podcast Network. It's available anywhere you listen to podcasts, whether that's Apple, Spotify, Google Podcast, or the Charisma Podcast Network. For those of you who are internationally, guys, please feel free to share this. We've got a very special interview lined up, but I want to offer you guys a resource before we jump into this. So check this out. The Spirit Empowered Journal offers you life-changing steps that will enhance your biblical and devotional studies. This journal will not only help you know how God spoke in the scripture, but also how the Holy Spirit is speaking to you now. This is an incredible, innovative approach to Bible study that will empower your spiritual journey, your one-on-one mentoring relationships, and your church small groups. Get your copy today. And that was the Spirit Empowered Journal. The link is provided here. It's also in the podcast description and notes for you guys if you're listening in later. But I'm so excited for today's special guest. We've got Richie Seltzer. He's a dynamic communicator of the gospel, ministers in the power of the Spirit. All the gifts of the Holy Spirit are in operation through his life from the pulpit and in everyday life. His passion is winning souls and equipping you to do the same. His family currently resides in Mechanicsburg, Pennsylvania, and he's pioneered the Burning One schools that teaches you all about power evangelism. Hey, Richie, welcome to Adventures in the Spirit podcast. Hey, man, my honor, my pleasure. Thanks for having me on, Jared. Well, it's it's so awesome to have you on. Richie, uh, I want to know what your backstory is. How did God get hold of your life? Yeah, I grew up in Newport News, Virginia, and um, I, I jokingly say around here, it's where you can throw a rock and hit three churches by accident. I mean, churches everywhere on every corner. And um, my parents were divorced when I was two years old, and um, my dad had a Christian background, my mom not so much. And um, so we we went into church every now and then. Um, and then I, re- I, I do remember my dad sh- had a significant encounter when I was a little boy, one of my first memories. And uh, he was a bit poor after the divorce. We had a pack of hot dogs in the refrigerator and couldn't pay the electric bill. And I remember he took us up in the morning 
it was still dark and put us on the couch with him, had the tent all up around the couch. We, as little boys, me and my brother, we thought it was a blast for camping with dad on the couch. But for him, he, he's trying to keep us warm, body heat, you know? And um, he was the first divorce in his family. I can't imagine the, the shame he was feeling and whatever. But I remember he put our shoulders together and he said, look me in the eyes, boys. If you have faith in Jesus, you could do anything in this world. And uh, so he had a he had a foundation of faith in Jesus. Um, but like a lot of us, I mean, a lot of people um, at some point in their life, it's it's one thing to know about Christ. It's one thing to have a fire insurance type of faith where you believe in Christ because it's in your in your family or it's uh, more cultural. It's another thing to know him. Do you know him? Uh, Jesus said in Matthew seven, many will come to me in that day saying, Lord, Lord, they say with their lips, Lord, Lord. And um, they'll even do miracles in his name, cast out demons in his name. But he'll say to them, depart from me, you who practice lawlessness, for I never knew you. So salvation is in knowing the Lord. It's a big difference, you know, in, in uh, knowing about Christ and actually knowing the Lord. In John 10, he says, my sheep, they hear my voice and they follow me and they know me. And so really it comes from having an ongoing intimate relationship with God where you're in him, he's in you, he's speaking to you. And that's why I was lost. Even though I might've prayed a prayer at 11 years old, my mom took us to a Christmas service. I heard a gospel presentation. I knew I was a sinner. I, I responded. I, I asked uh, for forgiveness of sins and asked the Lord to be the Lord of my life. Um, but we never went back to church very much for me to be discipled. And so I didn't know what it meant to follow Christ. And my only example was my dad and all the other, you know, friends who believed in Jesus, but were partying and living their life like anybody else, you know? And I say, you know, the lost are lost. We don't know what we don't know. We're only walking in the light that we have, you know? So uh, from 11 years old that at that point to 18 years old, um, you know, things got worse. Me desiring to have a father in my life and him not being around and, um, I ended up drinking and partying and and doing stuff that lost people do, fighting, anger got into my life. And um, between 11 and 18, I had 18 felonies. I was in and out of juvenile detention. Um, you know, just this loss, man. Got in a bad car accident when I was 16 years old, was thrown out of the back windshield of the car, 60 yards away from the car, flown in a helicopter to Norfolk Satara Hospital. And you think you come that close to life and death and you start questioning the meaning of it. Like, why am I here? Like what's the purpose of life? But I tell people the lost are lost. They're only walking in the light that they have. And for me, I thought I already knew the Lord. I wasn't like rebelling against God thinking, you know, I'm going to, you know, go against God. I was, I might be on my way to fight you praying. I win, you know, (laughs) like I might be driving down the road drunk praying. I don't get a DUI. And, and I, I legitimately didn't see a problem with that, you know? And, um, but at 18 years old, I got a job as a painter and these radically saved black dudes would pick me up in the morning, blasting Kirk Franklin and wow, gospel music talking about Jesus said this and Jesus said that, and Jesus healed sister such and such a church. And, you know, talking about let's pray before we get started. And all day long, all they want to do is talk about Jesus, you know? And it's so funny, you can live in Virginia. And and a lot of people would say that they're Christians and go to church on Sunday. But in high school, growing up, like in grocery stores, I never once had anybody preach the gospel to me. I never once met anyone who was on fire, just loving God with all their heart. Like 
the purest form of evangelism to me is that you love God with all of your heart and out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth speaks. It's not something you have to do. It's who you are over out of the overflow of your love for God. And, and, um, and so I had up to that point, never met anybody like that. You know, just a lot of people that either were silent about their faith or, or, you know, just kind of sort of probably loved God, but had idols in their life. And, and, um, and so when I met these guys, man, something in me just burned for what they had. And uh, I was crossing the Coleman bridge in Yorktown, Virginia in the morning to get to work. And I remember I would watch the sunrise in the morning and it was like three days in a row where every day the sunrise was more beautiful than the other one. And, uh, and the sunset would, it would be setting on the way home. And I remember looking over at that sunset glistening off the river. And I had this thought, the fish in this, in this river are created for a purpose. Number one, if they're on the bank, they're not going to live. But number two, they're not going to be fulfilled because they were created to be in the river. And that girl had broken my heart at that time. And I was going through a lot of pain. And I remember thinking the only way for me to have a, a guaranteed to have a fulfilled life is if I submit my life to the purpose which I was created for. Amen. And I said, God, I, right now I submit my whole life to you. I want to fulfill the purpose that you created me for. And um, when I said that from the heart, it was like all of heaven filled my pickup truck and I was filled with the love of God. I just began to weep and weep and weep. I was what the Bible says in, in John three, I was born again, man. And I was a new creation, man. I was a different person from that day on. I started sharing the gospel with everybody. And Psalm 19 says day unto day, utter speech night unto night knowledge. The sun is like a bridegroom coming out of its chamber, running its race from one end of heaven to the other end. Nothing's hidden from its heat. In other words, it goes on to talk about that creation is an evangelist in the earth. And so maybe people are listening to this. They don't even know how they're listening. You need to understand God is pursuing you all the time, but he's not pursuing you for religion. He's pursuing you for relationship. You were created to hear his voice. You were created to, to follow him and to live in intimacy with him and union with him to receive his love and to give it away. So that's a short version of my testimony, believe it or not. <laughs> I love it. Very powerful and, and encouraging. And I used to paint myself, so I know what kind of crowd some painters could be, but I've seen God move in power as well. But Richie, when did you first start hearing God's voice and moving in what we call power evangelism? Yeah, I mean, I think if you're saved and you're legitimately born again, we, we start hearing him the moment we get saved. Obviously, the, so the Bible says it's impossible um, for anyone to get saved except by the Holy Spirit. So if you felt compelled to follow Christ, that's your initiation where you've you've already heard God's voice. And so I started hearing God before I realized I was hearing God. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, I remember when I first got saved, you know, I would feel compelled to like pull over and pick up a hitchhiker. And, and give them a ride or feel compelled to 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 go buy some cheeseburgers and to give it to somebody. And I might not have known that that was the Lord at the time, um, but but it was. And later on, I realized, oh, the whole time God's been speaking to me, you know, and um, I do remember one specific encounter where I just knew that I knew that it was the Lord. And um, like I said, I didn't have my dad in my life my whole life. Um, I mean, he would, I got to see him on the weekends. He was a, a hero of mine, but I remember like looking up in the stands when I would play football, I was a popular football player. And, um, 
and just hoping he was there. I mean, I got MVPs and accolades in, in and out of, you know, newspapers and stuff, but really I just wanted my dad to be there. And, uh, but I remember not long after I got saved, maybe five or six months in, I, uh, my mom had moved into a condo in Hampton on the, on the Chesapeake Bay. It was a, a beautiful thunderstorm. If you ever seen the thunderstorms and the lightning hit the water and it's you know, kind of like, explodes across the surface of the water. It's just beautiful. I was watching that. She had no furniture and no, not even a radio in the place. And I had just gave my life to Christ. Didn't even know any songs. I didn't even memorize any worship songs. And I just began to sing out of the abundance of my heart to the Lord. And as I began to sing to him, all of a sudden his presence began to fill my house so strong that I couldn't stand up anymore. And I just laid down on the floor and all of a sudden this weight of God's presence came over me. It was like, like a, like a thousand pounds laying on me and it, but it, it wasn't crushing me, but it was just waves and waves of God's presence going through my body. And, and I remember I just, I, I all of a sudden I ran out of words and I just began to sing and other syllables and things I didn't even understand. And, and I just began to weep and cry and I would try to get up, but I couldn't get up. And finally I, I pulled myself into my chair and I heard, a voice that was almost audible. It was so loud in my spirit, but it wasn't audible, but it was so loud in my spirit. And it was, son, I'm proud of you. Keep going. And when I heard straight from the father, son, it just wrecked me. I just began to weep and cry and weep and cry again. I was baptized in the love of the father. And the fact that he said that he was proud of me, it wasn't until years later, I realized that when Jesus was baptized in water and he came out, the Holy Spirit descended on him in the form of a dove and a voice from heaven said, this is my beloved son in whom I am pleased. And for those who might be listening right now, I think this is this is what Romans 8 says. You've not been get, given a spirit of bondage again to fear, but you've been given the spirit of adoption by whom you cry out, Abba, Father, the spirit of God. This, the Holy Spirit is the spirit of adoption that convinces your heart you're a child of God. This is why John 1 says, as many as received him, he's given the right to become children of God. And so I just bless those who are listening right now with that experience. It's a it's an activation. It's not just a, a testimony, but it's prophetic to what God wants to do in your life. He desires that no one should be lost, but that all should be saved. And that means that you can have a personal relationship with God. You can hear his voice yeah. today. Yes, and it is very important for us because you're already hitting on this, that we know who we are in Jesus, our identity as sons, as daughters of the king. You know, he's the most amazing father any of us can ever have. So would you speak a little bit more on our identity in Jesus and how knowing our identity identity in Jesus, we can step out in in, in the power of the Holy Spirit? Yeah, I mean that this is the this is the foundation for anyone who wants to walk in a lifestyle of the miraculous and the supernatural. It it the power is connected to his voice. The first miracle that Jesus did is he turned water into wine. Yeah. But if you study that that miracle, then you'll see something really amazing. Jesus shows up to the party, to the wedding feast with his boys, a bunch of fishermen, and suddenly the wine runs out. You, you fill in the blank. Yeah. Mary comes up to him and says, hey, Jesus, the wine ran out. Jesus says back to her, woman, what's that have to do to me with me? Now, I don't call my mama woman, but 
Right. I mean, he's Jesus, he could do whatever he wants, you know. <laughs> he's he's and, a man. Uh, and uh and and she she ignores him and and she t- looks at the servants and she says these three words or these words do whatever he says this is the key to the miraculous he didn't do the miracle on his own he did it in partnership with the servants mm, I want so to submit to you god can come and do it all himself right now he could come and every knee would bow and every time would confess but he from the beginning has chosen to co-labor with humanity to bring about his kingdom on the earth he wants to bring his kingdom through you and i through his voice through intimate relationship with him all we have to do is do whatever he says. And so the servants do what he says. They fill the, the jars full of water all the way up to the brim and they take the take it out and they bring it to the, the 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 master of the wedding. And the master of the wedding says, This is the greatest wine for the for the end. This is the key to the miraculous. Do what he says. And I can remember um, right after I got saved, I went to a Baptist church. And I tell people every different denomination has a different glory. If you have eyes to see or ears to hear, then you receive their glory. God spoke to me years ago. He said, don't you ever forget what the Baptist taught you. Um, every different denomination has a different glory. And, he, and you know, my, a spiritual father of mine, Randy Clark, says, we all think our stream's the only stream and every other stream's a foul tributary. And uh, it's not true. We're the body of Christ. That's right. And, uh, God spoke to me to go to this Baptist church because when the Baptists meet, we eat. You know, there, we have there's a potluck before and after every meeting, you know, and they know how to do family and they have a and they have a passion for the word of God. And yes. wanted that to be in my foundation. And also there was a girl when I was 16 before I got saved. I punched this dude in the face at a soccer game and I had I was on house arrest at the time. And um, if I got in any trouble, I had to go back to jail and I didn't want to go back to jail. And uh, so I went to a soccer game to cool off. This girl had broke my heart or whatever. And. Mm. And um, and uh, she was with another guy who was talking behind her back and talking smack to me. And I didn't want to fight this guy because I didn't want to go back to jail. So I went to a soccer game and I'm trying to cool off. And um, and uh, I tell people, if you don't know the Lord and you're trying to stay out of trouble, trouble will find you. Yeah. <laughs> and here I am sitting in my car and um, and all of a sudden a rival high school pulls up. A bunch of guys jump out of the out of the truck and run onto the soccer field. And uh, they're like dancing around in togas and sword fighting, like make believe sword fighting, being like like streaking, kind of being idiots, you know. And uh, I wasn't going to do anything. I just thought these guys need to grow up. But there was a guy on the soccer team who used to come to my parties, and he said, "Hey, Richie, my sister's in that crowd. Why don't you punch that guy in the face?" I wasn't going to do it, but I did say something to to them, and uh, and they started laughing at me, which then. I'm lost, man, at that point. So my anger kicked in. I jerked off my shirt. I walked up to the back of the truck. I punched the dude in the face in the front seat. His girlfriend calls. The cops on me. I had to go back to jail. And then fast forward years later, I get I get saved. God tells me to go to that Baptist church. And when I say God tells me, I might not have really fully recognized that as the voice of the Lord at the time, but I was drawn to go to that church. I felt like the Lord told me to go to that church in my heart. And so first time I walked in, I did a Bible study and a girl comes up to me after the Bible study. And she says, hey, Richie, were you at a soccer game two years ago and you punched this dude in the face? All of a sudden I had a flashback. That girl had blonde hair. This girl has blonde hair. And I'm like, oh, no. (laughs) And I got so embarrassed. She said, oh, don't worry about it, Richie. That day I started praying for your soul. 
And so I want to tell the listeners, don't ever discount the, the power of your prayers for your lost family members and for the lost. I think all evangelism starts on your knees. It starts in a place of prayer in the secret place with the Lord. And um, the, 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 the secret place is the practice place for the marketplace. So oh, we'll spend That's so important. Would you say that again? Yeah, the secret place is the practice place for the marketplace. So when we when we begin to cultivate a relationship with the Lord and a place of prayer and intimacy with him, it makes us more familiar what his voice sounds like in the marketplace. And then the key is, will I obey? The key right. to the miraculous in the story I said earlier was the obedience of the servants. John 14, Jesus said my, that if you love me, then you'll obey my commandments. And so slow obedience is disobedience. If we learn how to be quickly obedient to the voice of God, we'll see more miracles. We've got to trust that we're hearing God. We've got to trust the word of God. The word of God says, my sheep hear my voice. They know me and they follow me and I know them. You can hear the voice of God. You're actually hardwired to hear his voice because you were created for relationship with God. So that's the first step. I can hear God. If I'm, my motivation is to, is to love, I cannot fail. Love never fails. Even if I get the word wrong, if I get a word of knowledge wrong, or if I get a prophetic word wrong, I don't, I'm not wrong. You know, I tell people all the time, you have no idea how many times I've gone up to somebody on the streets and been like, hey, you got problem with your right knee? And they're like, no, I don't got problem with my right knee. How come you ask? And I said, oh, don't worry about it. How about your, your shoulder? You got problem with your shoulder? No, I don't got problem with your shoulder. What's wrong with you, man? Something weird about you. And I said, oh, man, I'm sorry, man. I'm just learning how to hear God's voice. I don't hear it right all the time, but sometimes I get it right, man. I'm like a child. Children don't know how to speak English, you know, perfectly when they're little, you know, but I'm just learning, man. I've got a relationship with God. I've had people, I, I get it right before, though, and people get healed. Yeah. And the person's like, wow, that's crazy, man. My neck hurts. You think you can pray for my neck? Would he heal my neck? And I'm like, sure he would, man. Let, let me pray for it. I pray for their neck. Their neck gets healed and they encounter God. And the whole thing happened through a wrong word of knowledge. You know, like so many people are, are, are scared that they're going to get it wrong. So they don't step out. And, uh, I would say, first of all, like just, just practice. Hebrews says by reason of use, you develop your spiritual gift. That word reason of use means by practicing or taking your gift to the gym is another way of saying it. Uh, that word, um, by reason of use, is we get our word gym, gymnasium out of that word. It's like gymnasio or something. I'm not yeah. like a Hebrew Hebrew uh, scholar or Greek scholar or anything, but that word is gymnasium, meaning you take your, your gift to the gym. And so I would say practice. I mean, that's what happened with me, man, is I, I, I just started just listening to the voice of God and, and you recognize from the secret place what's he saying for me. Um, so anyway, I went to the Baptist church and not long after that, I ended up feeling like God told me to go to YWAM, Youth with a Mission. And uh, Youth with a Mission, when you get there, they give you a book called, Is That Really You, God? I'm an alum. I'm an alumni. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, I remember Donna Jordan um, said, turn to Psalm 139. It says, he knit you in your mother's womb. His thoughts for you are more than the sand on the seashore. And she read John 10 to me and she said, go into the corner she told the whole class go in to find a place in the classroom where you can be by yourself put on some some music like as he walks with me in the garden and said just ask him for a few of his thoughts and journal them and i'm doing that and i'm crying because i'm like man some of the stuff god's speaking to me is is pretty profound but then i started thinking how do i know if i'm hearing god or not like how do i know it's just not me making it up like you know what i'm gonna go to the lost the lost won't be nice to me 
and uh and so i i went to go get some ice cream at the at chico i, I did my dts and uh, discipleship training school with ywam in chico california and uh, i went to a place called john and bonds which is an ice cream store and close on the university campus and uh, I walked up to the lady that was selling ice cream and I said, hey, listen, I'm, I'm a new Christian. I'm learning how to hear God's voice. And um, his thoughts for you are more in the sand on the seashore. They're more than the stars that are in the heavens. He knit you in your mother's womb. That's what Psalm 139 says in the Bible. And I can hear his voice. John 10 says, my sheep hear my voice. I'm a child of God. I'm learning, though. Yes. Mind if I practice on you? And she said, uh, I guess so. And I began to practice and she began to weep and cry. How do you know all this about me? And I said, I don't. But my best friend does. Like I said, Jesus, the Holy Spirit knows everything about you and he loves you and he wants a relationship with you. I shared the gospel with her and uh, she got born again. And that started prophetic evangelism for me. That's amazing. Thank you so much for those stories. And now you, you're a revivalist, you're a power evangelist, and you've got a school that equips people and empowers people to do what Jesus did, uh, to move in power and signs and wonders. So can you share some stories of students even that you've seen come back with amazing reports? Yeah, we, we planted a church. We ended up after being in Chico and YWAM, I met Chris Overstreet on the streets. I walked up to him to share the gospel with him. I had no idea about Bethel Church or Bill or anything. And I saw this guy coming down the street on Halloween night. I walked up to him to share the gospel. And um, and and it, it was love at first sight. He became a good friend of mine. And we lived in Reading for a while. And then from there, we went to Calgary, which is where my wife's from. And we planted a church and we started a school. Um, we call it the burning one school of fire. And the reason we did that is I just realized I had a lot of favor and the favor that's on your life's not for you. It's for those who you're called to lead. And so I started this school to expose Calgary to all of my friends and all the people that I know. And, um, I realized that, you know, we've got access at this day and age through the internet to some of the greatest teaching in the world. Yeah. Um, but oftentimes it's the one encounter that changes everything, that baptism in the Holy Spirit, that impartation, that one encounter. For me, it was outside of a psychic tent with Sean Smith. I, I walked up to this psychic tent because I saw a, a girl walk in there and I thought she's spiritually hungry, but she's trying to get information from the wrong source. I'm yeah. going to I'm going to wait on the Lord and she can she can compare what she gets from in there with what you give me, God. I put God on the other thing you got to give me something good or else you'll think he's better than than you and i'm sitting there waiting and uh as i'm waiting sean smith came up to me it taps me on the shoulder what you doing here sean's an evangelist from stockton california and uh i told him he said no way so am i sean prayed for me later on that day the power of the holy spirit hit me i fell out in the crush and run gravel parking lot under the power of god and because I was from a Baptist background, I'd never seen that before. I thought they pushed me down or something. I thought, man, I played football. These guys ain't going to push me down again. They 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 picked me up. They prayed for me a second time. Bam, God hit me again. I fell out, and they put a chair behind me. And from that day forward, I started seeing creative miracles and power. And on the streets of Chico, and 60, 70 people would be gathering on the streets. And so all that to say, I realized that sometimes – some things you can only get in the secret place with God alone and some things you can only get through impartation because God wants us to be humble. He's never created us to be lone rangers. The, this is a family thing. And so some things he hides in the people and people so that we have to understand that we're the body of Christ. 
and uh, you can only get it by impartation and through um, through the body. And uh, he does that in, intentionally. And so, yeah, so we started the burning ones and I and it was all around. Let's have an encounter to become an encounter. We'll give you three months of encounter. And so we had many students have incredible encounters with God. We had one guy, George Lombre uh, was his name, and he would go out and he would come back with 10 to 12 testimonies a school day of creative miracles, like tumors dissolving from people's bodies, blind eyes, kinds of testimonies. You're like, are you embellishing? Like, what are you, are you serious? But people would come in and they would verify his testimonies. And I'm like, man, this is like, nobody would know him around the world. Like he's not like on stages and doing all the platform, but every day, George Lombre is seeing people get delivered and seeing people get saved and seeing people get healed. And so, you can do it. It's the you're not the greatest evangelist. You're not the greatest prophet. You're not the greatest miracle worker. But your best friend is. It's the Holy Spirit. He's That's living right. on the inside of you, and he's the he's the source of your power. I love the Holy Spirit. I love those stories, <laughs> Richie. Can you lead us in an activation for people to receive the power of the Holy Spirit right now? Whether they're watching now or later or listening in later to this podcast, let's invite the Holy Spirit. Yeah, I would say this. If you're listening right now, this is a message God's brought in my heart just to share. And it's going to prep you for an encounter with the Holy Spirit. John the Baptist came baptizing with water unto repentance. That, That word repentance is important. And they asked him, are you the Messiah? He said, I'm not him. I'm not even worthy to unstrap his sandal. But when he comes, he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. It's we can't I can't do it. It's Jesus that baptizes with the Holy Spirit and fire. But the context is repentance. Matter of fact, Hebrews 12, quoting from Deuteronomy, says that our God is an all consuming fire. And the reality is the context of that is the worship of idols. The children of Israel were worshiping idols. And from that bunch of people start dying from 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 the from the angel of the Lord that comes from his presence. And and from that, we have our God is an all consuming fire. He's a jealous God because first John four says that God is love and love is jealous, but he's not insecure. He's not insecure. He's actually jealous for you to have the highest and best. Love always has the highest and best for what it's pointed at. And anything less than the highest and best is not the best is, 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 is Jesus. Jesus is the highest and best. So I believe the Lord in this season is putting his finger on idols within the church. And he's causing us to understand that that we have to return to our first love. I believe that in a moment when I pray for you, the fire of God's going to consume you. The love of God's going to consume you. But it will come from this place of saying, God, I don't want any other lovers but you. I only want you. I want to fully consecrate my life for your purposes to see your kingdom come. And if that's you, just say out loud, I surrender again, God, right now. I completely am open to you. Holy Spirit, fill me with your holiness. Fill me with your fire. God, I pray for those who are praying this from the heart. You're not a lip reader. You're a heart reader. Release your fire, God. Purify your bride, God. Let you, let uh, love for you be the thing that leads us, that guides us, that we would be compelled by love in everywhere that we go, that we would stop for the one, that we would, God, love you with all of our hearts, mind, and soul. And that as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he, that Jesus would be formed in us, that when they see us, they would see your son and they would glorify you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. 
Richie, that was powerful. Thank you so much for being on this episode of, of Adventures in the Spirit. What is the best way for people to get more information about you and your ministry? Yeah, just follow us on revivalistculture.com. You'll see our website there. You can follow me on all the social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook. And uh, I think I'm at my 5,000 friend limit on my personal page, but you can follow me on my public page. And I would prefer that. So bless you guys. I love it. Thank you so very much. Guys, if you're watching now or listening in later, please share Adventures in the Spirit, but also rate and review us. Uh, We're available on all podcast platforms, whether it's Google, Spotify, Apple, the Charisma Podcast Network. For those of you who are international, please share and subscribe, rate and review Adventures in the Spirit podcast. Richie, thank you so much for being on this episode, man. It was powerful. Thank you. Man, and we are contending for this area for power evangelism through the Firestorm United team. I would love to have you guys. Thank you so much for listening to our conversation and adventures in the spirit. We hope that this podcast encouraged and inspired you to press into Jesus and launches you into your own adventure. You can stay up to date with Fireborn Ministries by going to our website, firebornministries.com and like us on Facebook. And may you have your own adventures in the Spirit. When it comes to personal style, it's all about layers, especially now. Add layers to your fall style with new colors, fabrics, and styles from Indochino. Go to Indochino.com and use code PODCAST to get 10% off any purchase, $3.99 or more.